Looking for a local spot to make swag for your brand, podcast, or anything in between? Eastside Pin Co. has experience making enamel pins, badges, keychains, medals, and patches. Have an idea of what you want? Chris can help bring your idea to life. You can find them online at eastsidepinco.com. That's E-A-S-T-S-I-D-E-P-I-N-C-O.com. And you can send all inquiries to chris at eastsidepinco.com. Mention this ad to take 10% off your order. Eastside Pinco. Hit them up. Hey, welcome back to Tunes Tunes Podcast. I'm your host, Harold. As always, you can follow us on social media. That's Tunes Tunes Podcast. T-U-N-E-S slash T-O-O-N-S. We're on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. You can listen to us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, wherever you find your podcasts. Finally, we have the Stacy Dunn back in the house. This isn't a house. Don't you lie to them. That's a good one. It's the house of the Lord. Hey. Hi. <laughs> Do it. Can I eat some Doritos on the air? <sighs> People are going to be like, what the fuck is this episode? <laughs> That's my favorite thing to do. <laughs> this is now an asthma. An asthma. An, an asthma. Ass to asthma podcast. Ass to ass. That was a good introduction. That was nice. I feel, yeah. Yeah. That was real nice. People are going to be like, what the fuck am I listening to? This is... um. This is Tunes, Tunes, and you just had your... Uh, ASMR intro. Yes, and it it, uh, it does more than just sound. You should feel it tingling in the back <laughs> of your neck. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Anyway, Artcade. Artcade, that is something that I do. That it is, is a charitable art show. It is. It is. Actually, let's talk about Stacy first. Oh, For people oh maybe that didn't catch your last episode, can you tell people what you do? And like, uh, I guess you could... Segway from there into Artcade. Uh, <laughs> That's one of the weirdest things. What would you say you do? I know, because I do, some of the things I do is I go and speak at conferences too, and I hate that whole feeling of having to brag about myself. Oh, yeah. Because I've always been. We talked about that, actually, yeah. I think we did. I've always been so humble, and I, I don't like to feel like I'm like, I'm just the best ever. I do this, 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 this. <laughs> and well, we talked about the imposter syndrome when yes. you're like, I don't, I'm not good enough for this. I just, uh, you know, especially being, uh, you know, what I do for my day job, I'm working information security. I'm a woman in IT, so there's always that, like, even though I'm really good at what I do and really confident, there's that kind of, oh, am I ever going to amount to anything or be good enough because you're constantly getting talked down to by people and not the people I directly work with, but just as a generality, it's bleh. Well, yeah, that's just like the, just like the bullshit things that I can't even imagine having to deal with. Like the shit that you get asked, I would never get asked. And that that's definitely bullshit. Oh, it's yeah. like, you know, the frustrating thing I'm sure is that, you know, the stuff and they're like, well, here's like three well, things. Actually, Can you tell me this? Yeah. And that way I'll know you're qualified. And I'm like, motherfucker, like you're in the position you're in because you know your shit. Exactly. So that shit's, I don't know, we're not going to get off this this bullshit because we'll, we could talk about this ad nauseum. It's true. We definitely could. 
you you've seen me on my rants. Oh so. yeah, I, I'm I'm familiar. <laughs> Anyone I'm familiar. that knows me, I am very <laughs> very ranty. So that's how I've always described you, ranty. Oh, that's huh. that's comforting. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, <the> word. Uh, <laughs> she'll rip uh, your balls off. <laughs> balls to balls. <laughs> oh man. Jesus. Anyway, arcade. Arcade. <laughs> so outside of my regular job and all my fitness stuff that I like to do, um, Artcade is a charitable art show that I put together. It was first inspired by James Nim's um, Metal Gear Solid and Kanye West mashup art show that he had. Thought to myself, "Hey, I want to do something like this." Um, except I made it more of a general theme and just kind of themed it around video games. Uh, got some backing. Um, and some support and now with the help of Kayla Black, Cody Haskins and Chris Derner. I said it right. He's nodding. I did it. I'm so bad with pronouncing some last names. Um, We managed to put this together and damn like the first year it was so overwhelming. Yeah and this is the second one this year. No this is the third one. This This is is the the third third one. one. Yeah. Have I been to two arcades already? You have. Jesus. At least I th- I'm pretty sure because that first year was so busy. I didn't even like even my that, own friends yeah. were there and I didn't recognize right. them. I'm like, Shit. who are you? Where am I? What is this? Dude, I can't believe it's been three. I'm like literally mind blown. I'm like, how is this the third one? I literally been thinking all day when I was going to talk to you. This is the second one. That's no, insane. It's the, it's the third one. I know. It's really weird to think. About. Well, last year's was. Um, so like you do a lot of different things and then you have like a through line, like a, a theme. And last mm-hmm. year's theme was um, dogs yes. of gaming. And that was awesome. And I think you did. You do an Arcanine, or I a, did. I did. That's what it was. That Arcanine piece. I was like, oh, I know. It was like, so this good. is awesome. I'm gonna pat myself on the back. This is so good. Oh yeah, that was it tight. Took, it took me a really long time to do. Get that fire with that special glow. So um, it did. It didn't sell that night, but someone did buy. It sold later. Yeah. yeah, it sold later, which is really cool. Um, because I remember there was a guy walking out. And he had like all of his paintings in a box, and he's like, "I didn't sell anything." And I only had made that one painting for it, which this year too, I've only made one, which you've seen. Yeah. Uh, and uh, he, you know, I, I look at him like, I put on the thing, and I didn't sell anything. Right. Like, it's you know, you and just the next day the you're right like, person. oh, yeah. Well, <laughs> it, it was a little. At bit, the time, you weren't a liar. Yeah, a little <laughs> bit longer than a day, but. Um. So the the thing about Arcade this year is it's going to be two. Count them two days. Oh, shit. Instead of just one. Um, for that, I wanted to, you know, make the artist time worth their while because the event itself only lasted like four or five hours. So it's right. like, you know, these people work on these pieces for so long and then they just have that four or five hour, you know, frame of time, that yeah, window. Like, ho- hopefully someone comes in. And right. It's like you're crossing your fingers yeah. that, you know, like that guy, like he had really great stuff, but, you know, no There's one. There wasn't the. Yeah. Right. Um. But that's not to say that other things didn't sell either, which I'm sure it could have been kind of like, oh, everyone else's stuff is selling but mine. Right. But, you know, because um, the past couple of years, um, between 40 and 50% of the pieces sold. And Dang. Yeah. Yeah. There was a lot of inventory and stuff that I had to keep track of. Um, I think I'm getting too in the weeds, though. So I was going to say, that uh, sounds crazy. I'm going to keep it I'm gonna keep it real, going to keep it topical. <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna talk about this on the real. Get into the minutia of arcade, yes. please. <laughs> um, so uh, a couple of fundamentals. It's like uh, people ask me why I do it, and it's simply I have a couple of action items that I like to rattle off. So it's to give the public something to do for free. It's to 
give exposure for local artists. And I don't mean just like exposure bucks, you know, I mean like real exposure. Um, they pay next to nothing to put their pieces out there. And I want to keep it that way. Like everything that they put their money toward goes toward like venue and event costs. And I don't, you know, I don't keep any of that. And then it's also to raise money for charity. So I feel like those are good core values to have. Yeah. It's like the, Stacy's not in this making the big bucks. Oh, no, no. You're gosh, like, no. I mean, there's overhead, of course, and right. logistics that you got you have to account for and pay for. Eat the but rich. For the most part, yeah. <laughs> for the most part, though, it's been cool that every year you've been able to help out, like, a local charity organization, right? Yes. And that's, uh, this year, I'm going to be helping out the YWCA as far as that goes. Yeah, that'll be tight. I'm just, I'm like a dog. I'm distracted. There's people <laughs> in here. Oh, <laughs> Um, so you, you're this this year is gonna be benefiting the uh, YWCA. That'll be really cool. Um, had a cool tie with them when we had we we did a different event, and that was really neat to kind of work with them to see what all it is. And I love when you get to talk to people about an organization, especially people that work in that organization. And you're like, oh man, I didn't realize the depth and the width of like actually what they do and who they're able to help. Like that's really neat. You're getting really geometrical over here. Yeah, that's how we like to do. I appreciate that. Yes. It's algebra. I hit my tooth. <laughs> <laughs> Do you ever get, I just want to, oh, 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 I did it too. <laughs> I got a little too, God. flew too close to the sun. Jesus. Yeah. Okay. Icarus. <laughs> oh man. So that's, yeah. YWCA, amazing organization. And uh, last year, I believe you helped, was it Hot Dogs for Homeless? Yes. The last two years it was Hot Dogs for Homeless. Oh, it was homeless. last two yeah. years. Cool. Yeah. That was really neat. Um. Well, what's the uh, talk about the programming a little bit? There's like different things going on different days, right? Yes. So um, this year of 2019, if you're, <laughs> I don't know why you're saying <laughs> you look so like focused. <laughs> if you're between the ages of zero and infinity, you can enjoy <laughs> the enmities of Artcade. It'll be at the Paramount. <laughs> Regroup. Regroup. Oh God. Okay. Okay. Serious moment. Serious All right, moment. Here we go. Okay. We did it. Yay! Go <laughs> us. Okay. Uh, it's going to be at the Paramount in Oklahoma City on November first and second. On Friday, November first, it's going to be from six p.m. to eleven p.m. There's going to be trivia at eight p.m. Of which there's going to be fantastic prizes. Nice. And then on Saturday, it's going to be from eleven a.m. to eleven p.m. And during which there is going to be a VHS and chill video session of a particular video game fighting movie that I cannot name because that's a thing. That's how you do it. It's licensing, isn't so it? You could isn't say that, that but, but when they put it on, they'll definitely want you to get over here. Get over here. Yes. Oh, <laughs> show. A shout out to Sean Peel. Uh, he's been on the show. Love that guy. He's awesome. Wait, is that his last name? Yeah. Why does it say something different? Uh, I think it's like his Facebook thing. Who's that. trying to? Who's he trying to fool? I don't know. You apparently. Yeah. I was like, is his last name really like Spaghetti? It, no. It's like Spagnetti. <laughs> yeah, I think that's what he says. I the only reason I know is because I emailed him. That's what he told me. So I'm like, oh man, he gave me his actual government name. Goddamn. Oof. I know. Look at you. Anyway, uh, <laughs> I can't. Why? I don't know. Why am I like this? I have no idea. But I can't imagine it any other way. I know. I'm so sorry. I'm sorry, everyone. I can't <laughs> stop laughing. God. That's when I get serious. Just um, get, the, get the giggles. 
it is cool to see like it's um like you'd mentioned you're gonna have more time and so you are able to do more things you have the trivia mm-hmm. you have uh, sean doing a thing and then you have a um the theme this year is a little bit different it's women of video games right yes the women of gaming um of which you might see such ladies as Samus, Lara Croft, Sniper Wolf, and or Chun Li. I hope that any and all of those are there, um, up to and including others, but not excluding. So, uh, I I always feel like no. Let me let me start over. Let me scratch that. I do feel like it is important to recognize diversity in games, and I'm like. Looking at these beautiful, you know, rainbow flags as I say this, so it's like, hey. oh yeah. yeah, nice. It's it's for the good of the company. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot that was up there. A little peek behind the curtain, some of the decorations here in our studio. Yeah. Um, what were you saying about diversity? Yes, sorry, I'm I'm like I don't know. I feel like an airhead right now. I'm just <laughs> like, oh, yeah. Uh, Having having representation is important to people, whether it has to do with um, someone's sexuality, gender identity, um, or anything of that matter as far as race is concerned. And one of my favorite things to see is whenever something like that happens, whenever you have, you know, a strong female character, is all the butthurt crybaby man babies <laughs> that are like... <laughs> This is CW bullshit. <laughs> like fuck <laughs> you. Let's keep at it. Let's let's celebrate women of gaming. Let's you know. Let's celebrate everything like that. Let's make them mad. I was just talking to someone about. Oh, I was talking to um, a friend of mine about the uh, the not all guys guys. Oh, like the not all men. Yeah, yeah, and I'm like, yeah, that's like the point. Is that it's not all guys? So. Obviously, if you're commenting on it, you're probably one of those guys. Yeah, exactly. Because if you're really not one of those guys, you see the thing and you're like, oh, okay. And then you shut the fuck up and move on. Like, oh, that's very interesting. This is widened my perspective because that's a normal response Because you're not a piece have. of shit. Yeah. Yes, exactly. And, and so then, obviously that's like, oh, yeah. Well, you, who has ever done that to where they got on one, one of those and like won someone over being like, well, not all guys do that. Yeah, like that's the point, dipshit. Like. Oh man, there's uh, there's like tens of thousands of great memes about that. Like there's one where it's uh you know nine one one operator help me. There's men attacking me, and then it's like, uh, not all men do that. Oh my, God. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. Yeah, just things like that. And I've I'm sure again we talked about me being ranty on Facebook. Um, I I have quite the charm when it comes to <laughs> it's that. It's my favorite pastime. I just get my popcorn ready. I'm like. <laughs> Let's see what bullshit Stacy's on today and go see oh, who she's fucking the biggest layman. Oh, I'm so, uh, yeah. <laughs> I, I tear people apart, but I feel like I do it in a very educational way because I always try to leave room for growth. And I know that sounds really weird to say, or maybe even a little bit condescending, but I'm okay with that. Well, you're not saying like, oh, well, you're ugly. Like you're just saying, <laughs> oh, no, your points are intrinsically. <laughs> your soul is ugly. <laughs> incorrect. Yes. And here's why X, Y, and Z. Yes. And, um, I get, I do still. Your soul is ugly. Your <laughs> yeah, soul just, is ugly. That just hit. That's funny. Uh, I do occasionally still get the people that do the not all men stuff. And I'm sure you've seen it where I'm like, look. <sighs> and I, I just got onto someone not that long ago about, they were complaining about the friend zone. I'm like, you know what hurts more than being someone's friend? Being someone's friend and then realizing that the only thing that they've ever wanted to do with you is fuck you. And they lied to you the entire time. 
That is much worse. No, it's fu- It's disingenuine, man. Yes. It's like you're waiting in the fucking shadows to jump on your opportunity. Like I'm getting literal chills. No, I mean, it's gross. It's like, Icky. Dude, shut the fuck up. Icky, sticky goosebumps. No. Well, the, that implies that there's an entitlement, like a transactional. Well, I'm yes. nice to you, so you should if have I sex with me. If I put enough of these friendship tokens, I'm doing a hand motion for a token, <laughs> <laughs> into you, then you will reciprocate sex. Yeah, pay out, lady. Yeah. That shit is crazy though. That shit happens all the time though. But I do you you do be on your bullshit, and I'm like, I can't wait to see who she's flaming today. Let's see. Terrible, just just terrible. <laughs> um, man, that's too funny. Well, yeah, it's um, it it was cool. We'd mentioned earlier that <laughs> the ASMR is back. <laughs> People are gonna be like, "What the fuck is this episode?" I was trying to covertly sip. <laughs> it did not work. <laughs> Um, well, we had tied about, or blah, blah, blah. we had <laughs> talked about the tie back to YWCA for from a different event that we had we had um, been at together, and so it was just cool, um, just kind of going back to arcade and like the through line of being able to help uh, help them out with like resources and everything that um, you know, there's be a, being able to get into these things and like being lifted up by events and stuff like that, like you reaching out to them and. Being able to like go to take their classes and stuff you told oh, me about. Oh yeah, that was that That's was pretty amazing. Badass. So thank you for that. I remember you invited me to that perfect blue that was awesome. and you were just like, I think you would really like this. And I remember telling Hockey, who is my boyfriend, um, just for all you listeners out there <laughs> in Loverland. <laughs> did he end up making it to that one? Yeah, yeah. yeah he, I, th- he I thought too. he did. I was like, we got to go to this tonight. I was pretty sure I met him. Yeah. That's where I met him at. Yeah. Okay, cool. So we did that, and uh, he had seen it before. I hadn't, and he's like. I don't know if you should see this question mark. He's like, I don't know. Cause you know, with everything that everything that's happened to me in my life and yeah. it yeah, touches sure. me on a very personal level, you know, gaslighting, domestic violence, sexual assault, all of that uh, rolled up into a nice little ball. Um, I digress. Uh, but yeah. And then meeting um, Michaela at that event. And um, soon after that, I got in contact with her and, did a couple of interviews in order to take the training and it just all went from there. Yeah, that's so cool. Just rocketed it off. And you're saying it was like super intense, right? Oh, it was like sometimes uh, during the classes or, you know, I'd have to step out for a second or afterward, I'd just cry in my car for a little bit, but it was a good cry. It takes a toll, man. It does. Ugh. Because it was, it just hits you so close, especially if you've been through it. And I think that fundamentally, a lot of people want to do that or they want to learn about it because they've been through it. And a lot of my motivations for everything that I do is just keeping those bad things that happen to me from happening to other people. Well, that has to be, you know, take it to another level too. Whenever you see it happening to someone and then you're in the position to maybe help them through it. Yes. But at the same time, when you're seeing that, like you see, you know, I, I feel like it's human nature. You just see yourself and other people when oh, you're yeah. relating. And, you're, and like, you, you're like, fuck. It's so hard because you also can't do that as much as you want to. Oh, yeah. No, yeah. You can't. I know how you feel. Like, that's like, man. Right. Ugh. You the, the thing that they say throughout the entire course, and it was, a, it was like a three-week course. They say you can't save anyone you can't fix anyone it's up to them you can give them the tools and resources and you can try to give them advice but they have to take it and it's not like trying to put an uh, an onus on them or anything it's that you can't make anyone do anything and that I think uh, when you're talking about abuse that is kind of abuse at its core is power and control 
And when you realize that you don't really have, air quotes, power over anyone else, even if you want to help them, you don't. So I think it's kind of an interesting intersection that people want to take control and help other people because by proxy, they feel better about themselves. And it's kind of that moment of, I wish I would have done this. I can make them do this. I can get them out. And you really can't. You can't make them get out you can't you know it's you're just trying to be like at that point you're trying to be like vicariously redeemed through yes. them like and it's we'll a get sav- it right this it's time it's a savior complex it oh, is yeah. and it's you because i have a lot of friends that come to me for advice and i try to give them the best advice i can and before i say anything typically i'll make sure that what i'm saying like i'll edit it and re-edit it so many times just to be like 110 percent sure that i'm not saying anything that they could somehow use it against themselves or blame themselves or, you know, um, it's so hard to explain. So I don't know, because I've I've had that happen to where I'm trying to give them advice with the best intentions. And I feel like a lot of times I do give good advice, but there's always that, like when you talk to someone who's been victimized, they want to find anything that they can to like put it back on themselves. Oh, yeah. I mean, so that's what so they've been conditioned yes. to think that there's something wrong or that they're doing something wrong or that there's inherently yeah. that they're not good or something, you know. And, that's and I, I just try to reassure them like, no, your feelings are valid. You're not wrong. You're you're wonderful. You're great. Like, don't hate yourself, please. Like, I just want to say, I like, I just want to <laughs> shake them and hug them at the same time. Like, just stop it. <laughs> you're, I just, Throw the whole man away. Well, it's like small <laughs> like, stuff too, because it'll be like, and I'm guilty of it too. But I've been, like, I've noticed it a lot that people are like, "I'm dumb" when they do something. I'm like, "You're not dumb because you made a mistake. You just made a mistake." Yeah. Like, yeah, like it's put, putting themselves down. You know. Yeah, there's there's a lot of that, and it's that reassurance, and a, a lot of a lot of what people mistaken is that you can, you know, you can make someone leave someone else. Especially, I think that's one of the hardest things to realize is that there's 200,000 different reasons of why someone might not leave. It could be finances. It could be that they just love them. It could be that um, they're being manipulated. They're being controlled. They're being abused. They're afraid. They're being threatened. They might threaten suicide. Um, Just a plethora of different things that might make someone stay. And again, it's not up to you. Like, I say throw the whole man away just because I'm, like, one of those, girl, you don't need no man. But at the same time, it's, like, I, you know, I always tell them, no matter what decision you make, I support you. That's the thing I repeat over and over again. And I feel like sometimes I do have to repeat myself because, you know, uh, whenever you're in that mindset, you do. You just go in a cycle. Like, you just talk yourself in circles, and you just keep, you know, there's that self-doubt. And then have you heard of Maslow's, um, I think it's pyramid of like self-actualization. It talks about. Maybe maybe it's like a psychology, right? Yes. Yes. We probably covered it in psychology and that's why it's like, I think I've heard that. (laughs) Yeah. So the, there's a lot at the bottom that if you don't have those core things, I think, um, and I, I'm saying this and I don't have anything to reference. I'm like, hurt dirt. (laughs) (laughs) Well, look it up. Uh, Everyone listening has access to Google. Don't worry. Yeah. Get out your smartphone. <laughs> ah, he farted. I got to say it. It's my favorite thing in a Boston accent. Now everybody's going to think I farted. <laughs> I have before, just not now. <laughs> uh, but Maslow's Pyramid of Self-Actualization essentially states that if you don't have, like, basic requirements, such as, like, 
food, water, security, safety, that you can't have self-actualization, which leads to doing other better things like creative acts or expressing yourself or like finding happiness. Um, And you have to realize that these people are at a state where they can't self-actualize a lot of the time and they can't be happy because they're stuck in that just vicious cycle. Well, yeah, man, when you are a a victim to that too, it's like you also, you're like self-conditioned to be like, I'm going to fly low and like not bring any attention. So I'm not going to change anything I do because I don't want. Yeah. Walking on eggshells constantly. And And that's just like, man, that's no way to live. You try to minimize the hurt or minimize the punishment that you might get. Well, they love me though. Yeah. I'm very familiar with that. It's like, like, but they don't like, it seems like they do, but that's not love. People who love you don't control you. Well, you'd mentioned earlier, um, you know, a lot of times we see ourselves or we see, things like this in the media that we consume. And there's kind of a tie with that, with uh, My Hero. You'd mentioned that you'd been watching. Yes. So this is the tunes part. <laughs> <laughs> the double O. Yes. Thank you for clarifying. <laughs> uh, so My Hero Academia, it gets me so bold. I know. She goes plus ultra every time she talks about it. Holy shit. <laughs> it is... One of the best anime that I think I have ever seen, like, hands down. Better than Attack on Titan. Better than Full Metal Alchemist. Maybe even better than Cowboy Bebop. Dang. I don't know. It could be. Right it, now, I it feel like be. it is. It's it's one of those shows that I'm like, how did I not watch this before? Oh, yeah. Like, I, I get that with bands and stuff like that. I'm like, what was my life like before I missed this? all this time. How? That's how it was with my friend Jacob was the one that, like, told me, like, you should check the show out. And I was just like, fuck, man, like, what took me so long to watch this? Like, yes! it's so good. It's so fucking good. <laughs> like, I can't, like, I'm start. I'm just shaking, shaking in my space boots. <laughs> but we talked a little bit about Todoroki's relationship and his kind of upbringing. And oh. how it kind of relates to that, um, what, we, what we've been discussing. There's, there's very few, I don't know, I'm a really emotional person, but I somehow managed to not cry a lot of the time i think we had this discussion before like sometimes i i do and i can't help it but there are other times when i feel like i should be crying and i'm not and a lot of times like my hero academia gets me like this close to crying (laughs) here's a welling up every episode and that moment in todoroki's backstory where it shows how abusive his dad was to him and to his mother and how he basically got her put into a home for she so for those of you have who have seen it and and those of you who have not she uh resented Todoroki for looking like his father um he's the half hot half cold hero he has half red hair half white hair and then one of his eyes is blue just like his dad and she uh, ended up scalding him with hot water to try and disfigure his face so she wouldn't see him in him anymore and I think there was a really beautiful moment. Like this is, it wasn't particularly that part that I cried at, or almost cried at rather. <laughs> it was whenever Deku was screaming at him and he's like, it's yours, it's not his, oh, it's God. your quirk. And it's, I know this is gonna sound like really personal and weird, but sometimes I look at my own face and I see my dad and I'm like, oh, this isn't my face. And then I heard that in the show and I was like, this makes me feel a lot better about that because you know, looking like someone that you're, upset with or mad at or you feel wronged by um is a huge thing in a, in a lot of kids and i know 
even even Michael Jackson, for example, I know he's not the best person to talk about given the recent circumstances, but a lot of his changing his own face and a lot of his psycho- oh, yeah. psych- psychology, psychological, I can't, I can't words, but a lot of <laughs> the stuff behind that, him changing his nose was to make it as far away from his dad's face as he could. So I think that that touched on something that was very real for a lot of people. Oh man, it that is such a a thing too is like when you physically look like the person, it's like you're not like that's not you. And it's like that was such a moment it was beautifully done and it was like a way to kind of take you know, kind of show the psychology behind it. And I'm like, man, like this is some good shit yeah. that they're showing here. Such good writing. Like <laughs> all, that whole ever I love Had me all. shook. I can't words. I can't even hardly talk. I know, it's to, like the show leaves me speechless. <laughs> <laughs> but I've never until you mentioned that when we were, you know, kinda of talking before, I was just like, Man, I've never it never had occurred to me in the way that you'd kinda of put it just now. And I was just like, Oh my god, like how did I never see it? You know, mm-hmm. when someone points something like that, that out to you and you're like, how did I not see that that exact And then you're on a way. whole different level. Like, yeah. you just get elevated. You're like, like plus ultra. I'm up here. Plus ultra. Oh, my God. <laughs> plus ultra. <laughs> oh. Uh, who is your favorite character and why is it Tokoyami? Oh, yeah. You did mention that. <laughs> <laughs> he is the best is emo bird. <laughs> He's my favorite. He is super cool. And um, he's getting... I feel like he's going to be getting, like, a lot more burn. Yeah, yeah. Like, I'd love to see him do more stuff. Todoroki's always been my guy. I know, I know. And that we, yeah. We, I've told you that ad nauseum. You, you have. But, uh, yeah, that's always been my guy. What's your feelings on, um, on, uh. I can already tell what you're going to say. What? What am I'm I going to punch say? you. <laughs> what am I going to say? You were going to say, uh, what are your feelings on Veneta? <laughs> How'd you know? <laughs> because I could tell by the way, like, your face started <laughs> to change. It's like what I was saying. <laughs> We talked about it a little bit um, with the My Hero movie, and I, I told you about how we went and watched it at Harkins. And um, it's just like that cool communal thing of like, okay, all these people are here because they love this thing. Like, I love this thing. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, different reactions for characters coming in. You're like, oh, man, there's my guy. Whatever. And the collective, when Mineta comes on the screen, everybody's like, oh, like, God. So <laughs> it I- killed me dead. The first time uh, we had this conversation, I said that I didn't like Saro, who is like the tape arms guy. Uh, he's okay. Like I the coolest power. No, stop I'm it. I'm kidding. You stop. On opposite day. I'm on, I was going to say on Christmas, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> like wrapping <laughs> <laughs> presents. Um, and he's okay. But Mineta, like I have historically through the time that I've been watching it, just he's funny. Don't get me wrong. Like he's there for comical relief. But no. No, I do not like him. <laughs> like, hands down, period, full stop, no Mineta. That's that freaking, I mean, it's the trope, you know, of like the oh, he's so gross. freaking thing they always put in every show, like the freaking perverts. Though. Yeah, yeah. Um, but it was like, I, that just killed me, like, that we get there and like, everyone's reacting and then, rea- and then we get to Mineta and just the collective, ugh. Like, ugh. as soon as he got on the screen, everybody was like groaning. I was like, that's hilarious. Uh, and another thing about like Todoroki situation it made me notice that the show plays into tropes but also dismantles them yeah, at the like, same time it's like meta yeah it like it makes is. fun of them it is because you have that trope of you know you had a father teaching his son 
um, you know, really intense martial arts training. You see stuff like that in like Dragon Ball Z, in other shonen, um, where they just kind of like disregard the child's safety and it's seen as like, cool, it's fine, it's whatever. It's like that movie 300, like they throw him to the wolves and then the kid comes out stronger and braver. But really that's like fucking neglect right? and like child abuse. And like emotionally abusive. Yeah, and then I, I feel like they really touched on that and like went into a deeper, you know, um, a deeper understanding of it. And, um, you know, we talk about Mineta and being a pervert, but it's also meta in the sense that like they don't, use any of their female characters for purely exploitive reasons. That's true. And I really like that. Um, and I was, you know, the whole thick. <laughs> uh, that's specifically in reference to Momo Yazirozu. I can't talk. Oh, so many words. Because we were talking about her being thick. <laughs> but then she's also smart, so her brain she's is thick. <laughs> I, I want to <laughs> describe his face. When he does that, it is repugnantly beautiful. <laughs> a face only a mother could love. T-H-O-C-C. <laughs> yes. With the space in between all of them in all caps. I love Yagyarozu. She has uh, an excellent power, and I love that they use that sort of um, almost exploitive nature, but it's... Uh, there's an application to it. Like, she has to have her costume open so she can create things out right. of her skin. That's so what it was. It's, it makes sense because if you notice, most of the other characters that are um, female are covered up. And she's the only one that really has that kind of exposed. I mean, I guess outside of just the gloves, but we don't see. Oh, yeah, I, I that, forget, the invisible girl? Yeah, I forget her name because, like, she's kind of just a novelty. And I don't feel like she has any character development. So just like, haha, look, there's floating gloves. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, it is. It definitely seems like it's like a, um, it's purposeful. Yeah. Yeah. Like, it's not just, like, for the sake of it, just, like, gratuitous or anything. Yeah. Um, and I think there's even, like, a, you know, you have the classic um, Day at the Pool episode. Oh, yeah. And that's not even as bad as... As you would think it would be? Yeah, yeah. like, I was, like, when I, you know, when you're first watching and you realize it comes that episode and you're like, oh, here we go. Here we go, fan I was gonna service. Be like the freaking, yeah, I thought it was going to be, like, the uh, the sauna planet episode yeah. of Outlaw Star or something. Oh. That was a beautiful episode, though. <laughs> Actually, that one, not to get off t- too much on a tangent on that one, but um, that one was, like, approached interestingly, too, because, you know, Gene's obviously always known as, like, this womanizer, and, like, that's, like, his thing. Mm-hmm. But he gets to that planet where it's, like, you, figure, you feel like he would be in his element. But, like, the whole his whole story arc on that episode is he's trying to get the bullets. He's trying to get the caster shells. I remember, yeah, and he ones. had to uh, climb up some staircase. Yeah, and the, 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 the temples. Yes. But instead of, like, partaking in the sauna planet or whatever, I don't know, I just thought it was, that was an interesting thing because I remember watching that for the first time and thinking, oh, my God, like, this is going to be Gene, like, acting a fool. But they, like, kind of flip it on his head, and he's, like, super focused on this goal of, like, no, we need to get these shells so we can t- get to the galactic ley line. Mm-hmm. And that was another one, another episode where it was like could have been super gratuitous, but it was actually like kind of flipped on its head. I remember from seeing what you would expect. Asia Clan Clan's boobies, and I was like, yeah. "Yes, yes." <laughs> <laughs> I know it's it is. I mean, it's fa- it's still a definitely a fan service yeah, episode, yeah. but they at least had like one aspect of it that you thought would be like the no brainer scenario, and it was like, "Oh, that didn't happen." Like, oh, yeah, I, I appreciate when that happens, and I feel like. 
My Hero Academia does that a lot to where you expect it to go one way, especially during fight scenes. Like, I super appreciate how short all of them are. Oh, yeah. And I say short, but they're not necessarily oh, that short. They have relatively. a really, yeah, they're relatively short. They have a really good wrap up, unlike other, again, other shonen, uh, like Dragon Ball Z, where you just have, yeah. Yeah, powering for up like, for 18,000 episodes. Yes. Um, so it's, it's really refreshing because they managed to tell everything so succinctly and so well to where it's entertaining and everything feels just long enough. And I really, That's, really like yeah, that. We did talk about that, how it's like, it doesn't feel like anything's ever overdone. You're like, this is perfect. Mm-hmm. It may sometimes like feel like you're like, okay, I'm kind of over this. But then by that point, it's like on to the next thing. Yes. Like that, that is what, one of the things the show does really well. I definitely agree with that. But they do have tropey things with like. They have a whole tournament arc and everything, too. So, the question. What is it? Do you remember? No. Quirks. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. What would our quirks be? Okay. Is that what you going to ask me? Oh, I was trying to get you to do the okay thing again. Okay. 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 Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, you have to decide my quirk, and I'll decide your quirk. Okay. You go first. I forgot what it was. That's okay, because now you have to you have to decide what mine would be. Super strength. Oh, that's thank what you. it was. That's what it was. Because you're a worker outer. Okay, well. <laughs> and I think what was mine? Oh, bringing people together. Yeah. That's <laughs> so. I theorized that Harold's quirk would be that he would be able to shoot arrows like Cupid. Remember? Yes, because I ha- I have the cherub body type. No, no, no. That's that's not not I said that last time too. <laughs> I thought that last time, too, and you were like, fuck, I didn't mean it that way. Q, Q. <laughs> <laughs> that you, you can shoot arrows, but instead of making people fall in love, it just makes them get along. That would be tight. But you have that power. Certainly do. <laughs> yes. Peep-pop-pick. Um, they're going to be like, what the fuck <laughs> are they talking about this entire episode? Um, what are your feelings on Froppy, though? Oh, we actually have Froppy in the studio. Oh, hold on. Let me get her. Uh, well, I think my feelings on Froppy is she's probably one of the best superheroes, Ribbit. Oh my god. What do you think about that Jigglypuff? <laughs> People are going to be like, what? So, this episode is all over the place, Stacey. What's the deal? This episode was brought to you by CS4 Cookie. <laughs> That's not how that's supposed to go. Oh. Um,. I like to do voices, and Froppy is one of my favorite voices to do. She is hilarious, too. She is. She's really great. Uh, do you remember her episode where, um, oh, man, I don't know if you're here yet. What? You've, you've caught, have you caught up to where I'm almost to the end of season three. Okay, so you've seen this one. I don't know what I'm talking about. Um, you remember when they uh, go on the, their trials, and she like goes on the ship? Yeah. That was a fun episode. That I was love, really good. I love Froppy, actually. Where she learned to trust in other people yeah, instead that of was, just herself. Yeah, yeah, that was... Really cool. I love that episode. She's so. Hey, shout out to Froppy. What? Uh, that whenever the captain, he was that like really muscular seal. He would do that like try to do the chicken yes. face, and she's like adorable. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot about that. Yeah, he was doing like the cutesy stuff, and and they kept telling him like, no, it's not cute. Please stop. Because <laughs> he's huge. And she kept like, he's so cute. <laughs> oh God, man. you do that so well. It's crazy. Thank you. Man, I'm trying, um, I'm trying to think of other fun voices I can do. Maybe if uh, you, you need to get 
Get some listener requests. I, could I know. Try. We need yeah. to do that. Have a somebody call in. Have a somebody call in. You need to get some work as a voice actor, though. I do. Call me. Call me. I can do the ASMR. Yeah. Oh, yeah, the ASMR. <laughs> ASMR to ASMR. Um, one other thing that we were talking about the last time you were here was um, maybe shows that didn't quite hold up. Oh, yes. Like, how was, how was stuff not as cool as it was when I was eight? <laughs> I just remember things being really awesome, and then I watched them later as an adult, and I'm like, oh, maybe not. Is it because of those pesky rose-colored glasses? That's it. Or is it because of the existential dread? Probably both. More news than 11. <laughs> uh, I chose a couple of different ones off the top of my head, and I'm going to flip this, flip the script. And I'm going to say something that I might get flack for. Uh-oh, go ahead. So one of the shows that I think did not stand the test of time is Gundam Wing. Oh, my God. That is hilarious. It really doesn't. It it, it re- really doesn't. The, the dialogue, like everything about it, that show is just, like, I like giant fighting robots. Don't get me wrong. Building models is great, but all the characters are pretty stiff and... The dialogue's not good. Just It's I, not. I, I mean, it's so melodramatic, too. Literally cannot watch that again. Yeah, I tried. Wing is definitely melodramatic. A lot of the other, like, uh, a lot of the other, like, timelines and stuff, like, some of those, like, G Gundam's still pretty good. Um, Iron-Blooded Orphans. Like, all, all those other ones are still, like, relatively good. But, man, Wing is rough. We, uh, we rewatched all of Wing for, um... I had Josh Kane. He hosts a show called Animation Station Podcast. Um, him and his co-host Hannah um, to Tower when we showed um, Gundam Wing Endless Waltz. It was like the twenty-year anniversary. Yeah, so we showed it last year. It was a twenty-year anniversary of the release of um, Endless Waltz, which like takes place after like the um, the Gundam Wing timeline from the show. And man, <laughs> it was rough. Like, cause I rewatched all the episodes ahead of time. And it's just like this does not hold up. Like the 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 action's badass though. Like all that stuff. I love all the suits. I love tall geese. I love death scythe, heavy arms. Like all the suits are tight, tight. Um, but yeah, that was the one thing I think I'd shared this with you. Like the story of um, when we're watching it and we the peak melodrama of it is when we're literally like in the studio. We're in the theater watching it, and there's a part where Hero Yui is like. Laying in a field, looking up at the sky, being all introspective and handsome in his little tank top and t- shorts. Handsome is the last word that I would use. For and him. Uh, really, it was like um, that was like the big thing is like this I know, was, the show I was know. like marketed to girls in Japan. Yeah, and it's just like really. I was, I was more of a duo gal. The American. He was sweet. The American of the group. Um, but yeah, so we're like in the theater and like he's just like you know doing that whole thing, being brooding and everything. And a girl walks up, like a little girl, and she's like, are you lost, mister? And he just like full on confidence. You perfectly like did a like very bad dub with your mouth. <laughs> like your mouth was moving whenever. <laughs> I don't know how you did that. It was like a samurai that. movie or it something. It was beautiful. <laughs> but then he says, um, so she's like, are you lost, mister? And he's like. I've been lost since the day I was born. I know I've told that story probably a million times on this show, but it kills me every time, and, like, the entire theater just dies laughing. 
And I'm like, this is just some peak melodrama from Gundam Wing, man. This is so crazy. But the names are badass in the show. Yeah. You got like Trey's Kushranada, oh, um, yeah. Zex Marquise. Like these are Miliardo Peacecraft. I'm like, what? Did they just like sit down and try to think of the dopest names they could? No, for they this? just put a bunch of names in a hat and they like <laughs> jostled it up a little bit. No, yeah, it definitely does. Like rewatching the whole like series. Don't. For that was rough. I was like, this is a fucking labor, dude. Oh, you never, and that's that's the thing. You never want any sort of something that's supposed to be enjoyment to be laborious. Yeah, you're like, fuck. <laughs> like by the end of it, I was just like, shit, I can't wait to watch this movie and get it over with. I, you had an interesting pick. What was it? I, I can't you. even remember what it, what I said. You don't remember? Ham ham tiki tiki. Oh my god. Okay, ham taro. Hamtaro is a beautiful. Hamtaro, I will still watch because I will laugh I my too. ass off watching. I think I sent you. You did. There's like a whole episode, whole I ass episode on YouTube. Like the theme song, it is slaps. It man. does. It is fucking slaps. It does, and the, even the ending theme, because I do. Um, Hamtaro will know just what to do. Yes. I will just like have that melody, just like that, and that stuck in my head. Not even the words. I'll just be like humming the melody all day. And I'm like, man, they made they don't make them like this no more. They don't. All I know is Hamtaro was the shit. Oxnard was that boy. That and boy. Bijou was the bottom bitch for sure. Oh. She was always ready. She was always she, down. Yeah. Bijou. Got she your my, back. She my girl. Wasn't there an episode where she like lost her ribbon or something? That's that's terrible. I don't and, like, even want to rethink this. Now the, I'm traumatized. The whole, <laughs> the whole episode's them trying to get her ribbon back. Spoiler oh. alert, they do. Oh, thank God. You're on pins and needles there. I know. I was about ready to jump out of my seat. She was waiting with bated breath. <laughs> <sighs> Man, hamster. So that's, I will watch it just to laugh, though. It but, inspired me to get a hamster. But at the same time, you're like, why the fuck was this a, a thing? Like, Because so it made funny. kids buy hamsters. It did. They were trying I did. To, they were trying to get people to buy hamsters, and they are like, let's fuck around and make this show. Oh, it was, and uh, I was also really obsessed with Chrono Cross at the time. So I named my fat little hamster with one eye and a, like a <laughs> slit in its ear. I named it Lynx. <laughs> it's great. Man, that's a name I haven't heard in a long time. <laughs> Chrono Cross, man. I was just thinking about Monster Rancher the other day, too. I love Monster Rancher. Do you Monster remember that? Rancher. Unlock your disc. <laughs> Unlock your dick. Whoa. <laughs> do you remember the thing? It'd go, boo doo 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 Deek. Like yeah. that thing. Dick. Dick. Unlock your dick. Oh, I, was, I loved Monster Rancher, especially the game. I don't know if you ever played the game. The I game remember the game. It was like on PlayStation 1, wasn't it? Bananas, yeah. They, yeah. Well, they made several. My favorite was Monster Rancher 2 oh, specifically. Okay. That was the one. 1. I do remember the one on one of the ones that was on PlayStation. Man, oh, I haven't so thought good. about that show in a long time. Oh, that's another one I could do. Mochi. Oh, my God. I think... I think it was like that. I have to hear him again because when I hear it, I can like start to say it and then it slowly like morphs into the voice. You like missed your calling as a voice actor. Remember he used to stop, Chi. I don't know. It sounds similar to Froppy. I can do voices that yeah, sound like, yeah. an approximation All in of this that. like wheelhouse right here in yeah. this little pocket. I can do all these. Um, well, another one that I thought of and I'm going to mix it up. This isn't something I said before. Oh, okay. And you can... Play a hater all you want. You can hate the potato. Oh my god! <laughs> but um, Chobits. Man, I didn't watch that. 
I personally... I didn't watch Chobits. I remember, I know what you're talking yes. about, but I never watched it. So, you know, looking back on it, the premise of it was that basically, uh, robo- they had like robot people that would be assistants and whatnot. And the the main guy or whatever, of course, he's like some run-of-the-mill average Japanese guy in the show. And he's boring and doesn't really have any talents or is not really good at anything. And, and he He's just, quirkless. He's quirkless. He's a quirkless wonder. <laughs> <laughs> and he just runs across uh, a robot that, uh, to, who, you know, of course, is a beautiful young maiden. And uh, he finds her in the garbage. And the way that he turns around is he fingers her. That's um what? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's Chobits. Jesus Christ. Yeah. He's like, "Oh, uh, the only way I could have think of, let me stick my fingers in her vajayjay." And then she turns on and What the fuck? So the entire premise of the show is him having a subservient robot that like is obsessed with him. And when you really think about it, like that might have been kind of cute like as a teenager and like you're like, "Oh, I don't really know anything about the world. Haha, <laughs> this is funny and cutesy and blah. But, like, as an adult looking at it, it's, like, yeah, your face is, like, I'm sorry, yeah. I'm, like, what? Yeah. That's exactly, <laughs> I, like, looking back on it, I was, like, fuck that. That's like, crazy. That's some, I can't, I'm, like, yeah, I can't even make words. Yeah, it's some, like, sexist fever was dream. That, what was that on? Was that, was that just, like, you watched it on was, the internet? Or was It wasn't on network TV, was it? No, no, no. Okay, it, I was, it, like, what the fuck? Yeah, I think you had to, like, get the DVDs. It was on Newgrounds. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Played many a dating sim on Newgrounds, okay? I'm not hating on Newgrounds. I love dating sims. Me too. But I want there to be consent. I don't want there oh, to be yeah, a relationship true. to where I'm in power and they have to be subservient to me because that is terrible. And I don't even feel good about that in video games. I saw a thing someone said about, <laughs> it was like Dungeons and Dragons. But one player is a dungeon <laughs> and one player is a dragon. And they're trying to get together and be in a relationship. And at the end, there's like, it's a dating sim. <laughs> like it i was like genius i would play it Fantastic. put a flash game of that on new grounds and i'll play the shit out of it i'll even wait you know for 15 minutes for it to load while it's on a 56k modem <laughs> god <laughs> oh man kids don't the kids these days don't know the struggle they don't. i was trying to tell my nephew the other day about netflix i was like bro you had to wait in the mail. <laughs> you had to get to a get CD. a DVD. Yeah. He's like a DVD word. I mean, he didn't say that, but that was like basically his what he meant. He was like a DVD, bro. I was like, yeah, and you could only have three of them at a time. Like you had to imagine, send them back. Imagine a world in a world in a world. We live in a society. <laughs> the end. Oh, um, but yeah, I- he was just like. <laughs> It blew his mind. He was like, "What the fuck, bro?" Oh. I mean, he didn't say that. He's eleven, but I'm, I'm sure. Or maybe he down. did at yeah. school. I maybe he did deep down inside. He might have. He might have. That's a, some American or Oklahoman shit for your ass. Fixing to he might have. Fixing to. Oh, um, so one that wasn't in anime that I had brought up was motherfucking Beast Wars. Oh yeah. Oh shit. That yeah. Show that's is right. So bad. Dude, the show. It was. The toys again. Hamtaro. Oh, that shit was made to sell toys for sure. Yeah, Hamtaro, you buy hamsters. Beast Wars, you buy transformable robot toys. Badass, though. They were so badass. Which one? Did you have any of them? I, yeah, I still have one. I have, shit. I still have Silverbolt. He's a little bit broken and old, but I still have it, and I can still transform so him. So tight. You used to be able to do it in less than a minute. Oh, because we talked about Rat Trap. Rat Trap. Ah, Rat Trap fighted. 
Opti- what was it? Optimus Prime was a gorilla, right? Yeah, he was a gorilla. Yeah. And then there was uh, Cheetor, and I remember there was a wasp. There was a... Like, all the bad guys raptor. were... Raptor. Yeah, they, there was raptors, and then wasps, and there scorpions. They were all, like... Yeah, critters. Yeah, things the like raptor, that. The raptor, though, ended up changing, I thought. It, it became a good guy. Uh, maybe. I forget, though. I forget. Like, like I was... 30 years since I've seen the damn show. Fucking drunk on Sunny D when I was watching <laughs> that. <laughs> like... Dude, that grapefruit Sunny D hit different, though. <laughs> The red one? <laughs> <laughs> that purple drink. <laughs> Got that lean. Give me some green. Yeah. <laughs> some purple drink. Oh, man. Some grape drink. What the yeah. fuck is juice? Give me some of that grape drink. Uh, what was it? Uh, juicy juice is 100% juice. And then you look on the back and it's fucking not. Yeah, like what? Yo, How did they I'll get see away you with in that? court. Yeah. The Class fuck? action lawsuit. <laughs> Everybody got a nickel from that settlement. <laughs> I was going to say, like, enjoy your $5. Here's a check for a nickel. <laughs> Uh man, yeah that that show is definitely not good. It's that show is good because we have nostalgia for it. That's one of yeah. those, you know what I mean? Like if you bring that show up to anyone, they're like, "Oh man, that show is amazing!" And then have them watch an episode, and they're like, "All right, well, I remember it being amazing." Yeah, but it was along the same lines as uh, we talked about reboot. Remember that one? Yeah, the creepy blue people show. And yeah, and it was like all the really bad. You should show people. You should show your friends at work like that. Oh, yeah, an episode of that because it's like Chip, uh, Megabyte is one of the bad guys, but the big bad lady is Hexadecimal. Imagine being a bad guy in today's age, and your name is Megabyte. People be like, "Fuck you! You don't <laughs> yeah. mean shit!" Like in this world of like you know terabytes and and all that other high quality I bullshit. Know. I was- My first. PC was 34 megabytes. Jeez. That's yeah. so crazy to think about now. I know. Like, you can't, probably can't run shit on that now. No. But like we were just, um, for the podcast, I was like going to get my own um, SD card, micro SD to record on. Mm-hmm. And so I was just looking on uh, Amazon for one. And they have a terabyte micro SD. <gasps> I'm like, who the fuck needs this? I just fainted and then came back to life. Is that not insane? I'm like. My f- I remember my first USB was like one gig, and I was like, this is the shit. Oh, man. Like, I we re- live in the future. <laughs> I remember getting USB, and they were like in the megabytes. Damn. Yeah, oh. I remember that. Oh, I do remember. I do remember my first one that I had that was like a keychain. When, when I was in college, and like it was Threw a gig, and I, th- I thought it was the shit. Yeah, yeah. I remember I had one uh, in it. I, didn't, I don't know why I got this, but it was like one of the kind you could open, and it was a tooth. Oh, right. They had, like, the little quirky don't, ones. Yeah, don't ask all... me why. People, Just because you could. And then I stopped carrying it around because people were like, oh, are you going to be a dentist? I'm like, no, I just wanted to have a fucking weird USB, So, <laughs> but I don't want people to think that I'm, like, a masochist or anything. <laughs> this is my tooth, actually. <laughs> it's, like, really big. Oh, oh man. That, um, shit, what were we talking about? Oh, you got <laughs> reboot. Yeah, that shit did not hold up. But it looks like his shit was made in like Visual Basic or something. Like it Ooh. is terrible graphics. But at the time, you're like, "This is badass. This is cutting edge. Like, 3D animation. This is amazing." Like I think Final it was like Fantasy VII with their yeah, with exactly. their big box shoulders and exactly. their like clunky hands. Um, yeah, and I think it was like there was like a place in Canada that I think that like there were the animation studio. And you're like, these guys, these motherfuckers are the future. They know what they're doing. And they're probably like, close it. Yeah. <laughs> they know what they're doing. These guys have got a future. 
Who knows if they're even open now, man? I don't know. I need to look that up. Yeah, we got to research that. But that show was rough. It was righteous. Um, man, I can't think of any other ones we, we had mentioned. I, I mentioned another one. Oh, what was it? Um, Excel Saga. I don't know if you've seen that. Though. Oh, no. We talked about that, but yeah, I haven't seen it. You haven't seen it. It's, it's uh, don't. Okay. <laughs> Shit. The best part about it is the theme song. That's all you need to see. That's it. What is it with all these theme songs that slap? Because Gundam Wings intro slaps too. All of the My Hero Academia. Theme Dude, song. porno all graffiti slaps. Slaps. I gotta say it like that every time. Oh well, yeah, please do. I don't want to now. Okay. Do you, you do whatever <laughs> you want to do? Now that you want me to. You're allowed to do whatever you want to do. That's the moral of every story ever. Yes. <laughs> Is agency. Listen to that while you work out. Get that good pump. You get that plus ultra. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's exciting. Oh man, and the the new season of uh, My Hero has started since the last Ooh. time we talked. So that's gonna be exciting. I think I'm gonna wait until all the episodes are out and then just watch all of them. <sighs> I'm fucking ugh. Because I, I get, I'm like, I watch it and then I'm like, ugh. I want to watch it so badly, but I feel like it's gonna take a while for it to get dubbed. And I'm not a snob when it comes to like subbing and dubbing, but now that I've watched it. Dubbed, All and I'm way, yeah. so used to the voices, and I have like, you know, gained an appreciation for that. And I feel like I do connect more to it whenever I can understand it, and not have to read everything. Um, I don't know if I want to watch it subbed first because I, I don't know, feel yeah. like I'll get the same emotional right. attachment as I have been with some of these too. Like if it's um maybe like a more not as action driven show, I'll I'll be pretty um. Like willing to watch a sub, mm-hmm. but if it's action, I'm like reading and trying to see and reading, trying to see like yeah. So that kind of gets me sometimes. But I'm the same way. I'm like, eh, like I don't have anything against the sub, but like I love the voice cast for the dub, and um, I'd probably just wait it out, man. I think I'm gonna wait. I thought they were doing a simul dub, but maybe not. Especially froppy. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't heard the Japanese froppy. I, I haven't either. I, I, I was just thinking about it. I'm like, oh, I've never heard that. Because we did listen to part of an episode in Japanese, and Bakugo sounds like the same. Like really? a couple of them do. Like the All Might's pretty close to, like the way that they, like just the inflection that he has and like how he changes his voice from whenever he's in his, you know, weakened state to his, you know, prime form. And that's Chris Sabat, isn't it? Yes. On the dub. Yes. And I think it's uh, Monica Rial. Monica Rial. Rial. See, I'm terrible with last names. I only know that because Josh has had her on his show. Oh, cool. And he told me about it. He's, like, mentioned her. Yeah, she's Bulma and Froppy. Yeah. Oh, I didn't really. Oh, okay, cool. That's yeah. the same person. That's it awesome. the same person. That gets me every time I'm like, I know that person, and now I need to go look up who this is. Yeah, All Might's also Vegeta, as I'm sure. Yeah. Like, yeah, that, that was an easy one. And Piccolo, one. right? I think um, it's Vegeta. He might be. And Piccolo. He could be. I think his normal speaking voice is Piccolo. And I'm like, how the fuck what? is your voice that cool? Yeah, there's so many people that are voice actors. <laughs> and just in general, like Kristen Schaal, I love her voice. She does. Um, oh, who does she do? Louise on Bob's Burgers. Oh, my God. I, <laughs> okay, I know I who you're talking about. I love her voice. That is just her voice. That yeah. Is, yeah, that's just what she sounds <laughs> like. And I'm like, fuck you for having the cutest voice in the world. <laughs> Same thing with Lori Petty. Like, she's Tank Girl. Oh, okay. Yeah. She just has that, like, wonderful so cool. cartoon voice. And yeah. I'm like, this isn't fair. I want to do voice acting, and I know I'm not, like, the best at it, but I want to have just a normal, beautiful No, it would be cool. Voice. Yeah, just, like, this talking voice. But I couldn't imagine, like, I can never imagine it from, a, like, I can't imagine this being a cartoon voice. Right. Same. So you're like, 
Yeah, I don't know. But then, like, you have people like Steve Bloom. And he just, yeah, exactly. And his, like, normal talking voice is, like, every iconic, like, he was Tom and Toonami and Spike. Yeah. And you're like, okay. man, you're like every, like, iconic character, dude. Like, what's the deal? I'm trying to think. Roger I, from Big O. Yeah, and I'm trying to think of, uh, what's, God, what's his nuts? It doesn't, Inuyasha. And he does oh, a big cloud. Yeah. And I can't ever remember I his can't, voice. Yeah, I don't remember that. But one. his is the same way. Like, that's just what he sounds Josh like. Josh can listen to this episode and kick my ass because I don't remember that guy's name. Because we're all, like, herping and a derping. And I know, it's, like, some common. He's going to be like, what the fuck are y'all yeah. talking about? Yeah. <laughs> it's obviously this guy. Oh, no. <laughs> Gatekeeping. I know. Um, well, Stacey, thanks for coming back and chatting with me. Um, we totally didn't do this the other week and it got messed up. That didn't happen at all. That did not happen. This was a completely new conversation, (laughs) despite the fact that we said, yeah, we also talked about like. Even if we, yeah, even if we tried to like recreate exactly what, I don't think we could have done. You're telling me stuff I didn't even remember I said. I was like, what? (laughs) Um, why don't you recap, um, just for. Just so to remind everyone, like, uh, the days and stuff for yeah. Arcade and where they could follow it and all that. So, uh, Oklahoma Arcade, you can find information on the website, Oklahoma dot, or sorry, got started. <laughs> Oklahoma dot, no, Oklahoma Arcade dot WordPress dot com. I, this today has not been a day for me to, like, speak the words and sentences and phrases and so on and so forth. Same. So, I apologize, everyone. I'm not fluent today. I am <laughs> just doped up on Panera and other white girl Stuff. That soup is hitting. Oh, that soup. Um, but there's also an Oklahoma Arcade Facebook page. There's the event that is all linked to that Facebook page. It is going to be at the Paramount Room in Oklahoma City on November 1st and 2nd. There's going to be trivia on Friday at 8 and the VHS and Chill session on Saturday, I believe, at 7. I'd have to double nice. check with the spaghettis on that one. Certainly. <laughs> Hey, that was a good one. Heck yeah. That was good. That was good. And um, we are raising money for the YWCA, as we mentioned. They are amazing. You should follow them. You should go to their events. You should help them in any way, shape, and form. You should give you them can. all your money. Yeah, just, just, you know, make it rain. One thing about them that I really love is that they will always put, um, when they need something, they'll put it on the page, on like the Facebook page. I like it, but at the same time, I'm like, my wife's like, dude, you're going to bankrupt this. Yes. Because <laughs> that happens to me. I'm like, we have towels. Let's give them every towel we have. I'm the same way. She's like, like motherfucker, those are our towels. What are you doing? Like, what, what can I get rid of, like, going through my closet? Because they do accept a lot of clothing donations, too. Right. Lest ye forget. Right. Um, there's and a- it's getting, it's getting to, sorry to interrupt you there. Oh, no, no, I was just going to say, it's getting to the colder season, too. So I'm sure they're going to be really hurting for, like, coats and stuff like that. Coats and blankets and leggings and boots and those types of things, yeah. Um, so that's that for Art Kate, I believe. Yes, certainly. No, 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 no. <laughs> no. I told, oh, fuck. I, told, I, for, I forgot I was going to do the whole episode like that. No. Let's re record it. <laughs> okay. I'm just kidding. <laughs> for the third time. Third time's a charm, right? Um, First is the worst. Yeah. Second is the best. Mm. Third is the one with the heroes. <laughs> Um, as always, guys, you can follow us on social media. That's Tunes Tunes Podcast, T U N E S slash T O O N S. We're on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. You can listen to us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, wherever you find your podcasts. Stacy, thanks again for coming on. Thank you, and don't follow me on Twitter. Yeah, don't. Just don't. <laughs>